Welcome everyone to the Guys Who Cry podcast. Thank you guys for coming back and always listening and always giving us great feedback. And uh, we're so happy for a couple of things we get to share with you today. A couple of little surprises. Ruben, what is that first surprise? What has happened this week? Oh, uh, well, we were in the newspaper front page, the news journal in Delaware Online. Uh, somebody reached out, one of the writers, Ryan Cormier, and he wanted to write a piece on us. And uh, it was very flattering. He called us stereotype busting, which uh, I don't know if we're doing all that, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it was really, really nice. It was cool. Like a lot of people saw it and a lot of people reached out. So that was very exciting to see. Yeah, we were wearing uh, really cool hats in those pictures too. I'm pretty pretty proud of those photos he, they took of us. Yeah, so. somebody said I look like a like a music producer. Like, <laughs> Spike Spike Lee, I think. Yeah, right? somebody said I look like Spike Lee. <laughs> that was great. Well, anyway, thanks to everyone for their support and reaching out to us after seeing the articles. We really appreciate it, and uh, happy to continue the conversation with you. So, our second surprise for today is today is our first guest. Whoop, we whoop. are so happy to welcome Anna. On the show, Anna, you're here. Say hi. <laughs> hey, it was really hard to not laugh while y'all were introducing all these awesome things. <laughs> and Spike Lee, uh, thanks for having me on, Adam and Ruben. Absolutely. Uh, Ruben, do you want to talk a little bit about how you and Anna know each other? Yeah. So uh, Anna is a really good and close friend of mine. Uh, we met working Absolutely. together at a local bar, and uh, I we always say it was probably one of the best. Uh, crews that we've both worked with, right, Anna? I mean, I think you'll agree with that. Hands down. Hand, hands down. It I've never worked a, yeah. with a staff that was so uh, so connected. Um, but we all hung out a lot. And uh, Anna and I, uh, Anna actually got me through a really emotional time in my life where I went through a really bad breakup. And Anna was really instrumental in kind of helping me get through that. So uh, that's how I know her. Yeah, and Ruben, same thing. Help, just helping get through the tough parts of life. It's what makes a great friendship. So Ruben's also been there for me as well, and uh, all of our uh, shared love for her. Yes, LG, and... not a sponsor yet. <laughs> so, not yet. <laughs> they ever wanted to. They know where to go. So you guys <laughs> must be pros at having deep conversation with each other already. I'm sure working in the same spot. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could. It's it's one of those friendships where like people always say you put the phone down and some time can go by life happens where you pick it right back up you can just jump right 100%. back in and feel like you can just share yeah just, you can share anything and no judgment only support it's so awesome and uh anna and i yeah. and so i just met anna um she and i were talking before the 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 show and it was just so easy to get we were kind of practicing the topics and it was so easy to get into all this stuff so i'm really excited to talk about our topic today which is gender roles. It's a very broad topic, but we had a, a bunch of different ideas and different discussion points we wanted to get into. So we'll hop right into it. So Anna, one of the first things you mentioned to us was uh, recognizing that some people come from different cultural backgrounds, different ideologies. They may have sort of strongly rooted traditions and roles in terms of relationship dynamics. Um, and sort of what, what brought that to mind for you? What maybe in personal experiences or, or, or background made that a salient point in your mind? Yeah, I, I guess just having a, a secular view of the world that we just should recognize that, you know, we're coming from all different parts of, you know, the world and different upbringings and, you know, some of these 
things are just uh, a part of how people grow up, some, some types of norms. But on the flip side of that too, like the opposite is true. Like the, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of some of these like nitty gritty concepts, but having the space of like, you know, when we talk about gender roles, sort of like the everything in between also exists in every culture. So yeah, just trying to keep like a secular perspective that some of these things have like, they're strongly rooted that you might be encountering people who, you know, who, who do really value these things and really getting down to like value systems for each individual person is what's going to be important when you're trying to navigate these kind of like nuances. Right. So true. I, I, that reminded me of the other point when you talked about what uh, when we talk about what do men want? What do women want? Well, a, a lot of it really comes down to maybe your cultural background. It doesn't have to do about, with whether or not you're a man or a woman. It has to do with your influences in life, your experiences where you raised primarily by your by a mother or a father or a um, or, or in a different culture, different country, different background. I mean, that's really, I think, what has more of the impact, whether or not that you're just, you know, biologically a man or a woman or uh, <clears throat> something. But yeah, I mean, I, I think like the Western world is probably like, is probably like pretty on, is, is like on the forefront of kind of changing the whole gender role dynamic and like relationships. I mean, I feel like, especially in like India, at least, like the, pa the patriarchy is still pretty strong. You know, it's a, it's a male run, uh, family. Um, and you know, the woman is kind of relegated to the supporting role, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. Just that the freedom to do what you want in that particular relationship isn't, isn't there as much. Yeah. And Adam and I've talked about that in like, yeah, other, in like the Christian mm -hmm. culture where there's that weird dy dynamic of, the woman wants to be a stay-at-home mom, you know? What were you going to say, Anna? Oh, I was just going to say that um, <clears throat> in terms of, like, <laughs> so just for, like, certain parts of the world, like, even in India, there are recognized, like, multiple genders. So um, that's just, I guess, my point being that they're, like, the patriarchy yeah. is alive and well here in the Western world. <laughs> and there are, you know, the... There are definitely some uh, areas in the world, like in Southeast Asia, that actually are have recognized for a long time think concepts like multiple genders. And like, I still feel over here in the West, we're advancing in a lot of ways, but also we're still unwilling to like admit, like on a cultural level, some of these like dynamics that are like most people are just generally starting to accept, but like as a society. That's a great insight that but, I think we think yeah. uh, being in the Western world, we're, we're a lot more progressive automatically. <laughs> it's, it's not really true because you could look at other cultures yeah, you know, and, yeah. and realize that for a long time, they've recognized a spectrum of gender that they've had other um, ideas and conceptions of, of gender than, than we have. So that's a really great point. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, another point, Anna, that you brought up um, in any relationship, regardless of gender, identity, cultural background or traditions, like there will be a shared uh, roles and responsibility for uh, a, a relationship that is mutually fulfilling, one that is healthy, where you've got int intimacy, trust, communication. There's always an aspect of sharing and one role held at one month might not be the same role held by that person the next month, depending on what the family needs. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I think it gets down to. Um, a point you both were bringing up earlier, just sort of like we think about like what do women want, what do, what do men want. It's kind of just like how can you be a supportive partner? And in that way, there's going to be shared roles and it can it can ebb and flow. Like I think sometimes, you know, I've found myself being the person that might need a little bit more, if, if that makes sense. And then or if I'm making sense and then 
it kind of switches the other way. Like the pendulum goes and the other person, the needs of the other person aren't superseding anything, but just, you know, maybe they're going through something and I, I'm, you know, I've got my ducks in a row and I can be that supportive partner, but it goes back. Like it's that ebb and flow. And yeah, when you have things like trust and intimacy and you're communicating, I think that that is just fine. And like everyone will naturally find themselves kind of in those ruts and those periods of time, you know? And if you can have somebody that shares like that perspective where, you know, the needs of one person don't dominate the whole relationship and dictate mm-hmm. the rules or regulations or whatever, then yeah, then that's like, I think what anyone, um, I would appreciate a relationship like that. I guess Man, I that's, that that's, that's deep. I mean, I'm, I know Adam and I have talked, <laughs> Adam and I have definitely talked about that, like how, um, we definitely kind of want to be a little bit more emotionally vulnerable to our partner. Right. Right. Adam. I mean, we're, we're usually pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, probably it, too much though. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the other side. I'm like, there's never too much. with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> important. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's not, I mean, it's super important to be emotionally vulnerable with, uh, with someone that you perceive as a partner, at least. Um, and just, you know, letting them know how you yeah. feel in a situation and why you feel that way in a certain situation. Um, that's very important. I mean, I, I mean, to me, at least, I like to let the girl that I'm seeing know exactly how I'm feeling in this situation. And if I need time away from the situation or whatever, like Anna and I were talking before, I heard you saying that before, like sometimes you just need space. Just let me have my space and I'll be back. And that, that communication is key. Yeah. Anna and I were talking about that as well of, of you know, articulating, hey, maybe I need space um, and the other person being sensitive to receive whatever information it is you're giving them, whether it's positive or negative to be, okay, maybe I'm not comfortable with it, but, you know, if this is what you're telling me, you need a little bit of, you know, space, you just need, you need an hour to your own to play video games or whatever. Okay, you know, like, do do what you need to do. Um, and Anna, we also talked exactly. about being, sen- being sensitive also to listen. So... Isn't isn't that a, isn't that the core of that movie? Uh, what a woman wants. That that Mel Gibson movie. You guys remember that? Movie? Yeah, no, I never saw yeah. that. That's so silly. So the premise of that movie. And spoiler alert: if you haven't seen this movie from twenty-one years ago, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's with Mel Gibson, and uh, he can like so he can start to read women's minds, and so he starts to see what in the woman the, the movie's called what women want because he can read their minds and like to like telepathically kind of see what they want and he provides that for them and he finds out oh my goodness if i <laughs> if i provide for women what they want oh my gosh they'll like me i think like that's kind of like like the general uh and you know obviously there's some toxic stuff in there obviously with that but like i feel like sure and again i feel the, like the, the general core, yeah the core message of that movie is you know Looking at what women want, uh, but again, that's from twenty one years. We just ago, want to get so paid the same. The, the, we just want the same opportunities. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were talking about also generalizing. Simple. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be generalizing that all women want the same thing, or all men want the same thing, or are the same way. It's just not true. I mean, yeah, I think that was the point. Yeah. I was trying to bring up with that movie. Like, for- yeah, they were all different. Everyone's different. Speaking of that, do um, what what do we what do we think about here? Let's let's put a little scenario, a little basic scenario, going on a date. Say it is a a man and a woman going on a date, first date, 
and um, maybe the woman would like to pay. Ruben, how do you feel about that? And do you have any particular problems with that? Uh, I don't. I'm I'm along the lines of I like. I mean, I think it's like, oh, you get this time, I'll I'll get the next time kind of deal. Um, I mean, most of the time, I do. I mean, I mean, and it also depends on like the financial situation. Like, obviously, like I'm working a lot, and you know, if the person I'm dating is whatever in class or something i'm not going to expect them to ever put forth money you know what i mean i'll always be the one to pay but there's a point where the woman wants to pay i'm not going to be mad about it what about you anna and when it comes to like a financial exchange in the dating process maybe not quite at a relationship yet i've had this scenario where i've sort of jumped the gun on so i like offer to pay and I kind of just do it like reactionary and it had um, Ruben knows this and it's kind of funny, but the, I'll go for a pay and they kind of like reluctantly take my card like they were getting takeout or something. And afterwards, like the cashier would be like pointing to the guy and being like, this is in a scenario with the guy point to the guy being like, next time you pay. And like, just very, like very overt about it, which is. Just <laughs> it was, wow. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, Adam, it's the reason I wanted Anna on for that. Cause I have been present when this has happened and it just caught me so off guard. Yeah, uh, like in and, coffee, yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like, uh, I mean, I, cause like, I don't, I mean, like, like you and I were saying, it's kind of dumb to kind of argue about this thing. Like who cares? Like who cares <laughs> yeah. and who pays? I mean, I'm always going to offer to pay because, I mean, again, maybe this kind of goes to what we're talking about. I've always kind of seen it as like the gentlemanly thing to do. I've always been, I mean, I was taught at a young age, like the man always pays, the man always pays, the man always mm -hmm. pays. Uh, and so like just out of instinct, I'll always pull my card out. Well, I just thought it was funny that a third party like the cashier would even care enough to, to give their own judgment and their opinion. It's like, mind your own business. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we could be brother and sister, like, for all you know, or cousins or something. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's happened multiple times. It's not even been like the same cashier or like waiter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Wow. Wow. I'm not well, sure. Um, <laughs> That's that's so funny. Oh, I mean, I, the um, uh, a woman I went on a date with recently actually prompted me before the the uh, the date, not necessarily about paying, but she was just I think maybe she had had not maybe not a, a great date recently, but she was just she told me like, hey, you know, I do kind of expect you to like you know, be a gentleman, like open the door for me and, you know, just be respectful. And like it made me like her even more that she like actually preface the date with that i'm like wow this woman's got a lot of respect for herself and so yes, it, it wow. may be even more attractive i'm glad she didn't ask me to pay like hey can you definitely pay for this expensive meal tonight <laughs> so, <laughs> that, would be that was rude. a smooth way of maybe, yeah. uh, setting that up but also yeah <laughs> hey yeah. if that's what you're looking for i think we were chatting about this like in the you know while we were forehand. just kind of yeah in the forehand like if that's the person like if you want to date that person and you're the person that right. wants to date like, you know what I mean? That, that kind of the dynamic, then I don't, you know, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. It's just sort of like, yeah, she let you know. So <laughs> it's like, Hey, if yeah. you're not the kind of guy that, that wants to open the door for me, then we don't even have to open this door. We're just going to walk that way. And I'm going to walk this way. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just can people be free and flexible to express the way that they, you know, want the, the date to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So Ruben, now have you had any, have you had women pay for you um, or, or, or insist on doing that for you? Yeah. So I, it's so weird. Cause I feel like 
most of the times for like the first date, it's always been like, let's just split the tab, right? Let's just split yeah. it so it's not weird. And then Fair. the next time you go on a date, can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 I was just saying, next time you go on a date, like, oh, then I'll pay. And then it's kind of like the off and on, off and on thing, especially if it's like a fully working woman. Uh, I have no problem <laughs> with that. <laughs> if they're making their money and like they're doing their thing, yeah, if they want to pay, sure. Uh, I'm not, I don't have any problem with that. Oh, so this brings up actually another topic of primary breadwinner. So if you are obviously in a relationship where, you know, the whatever, and in your case, if you were the primary breadwinner with a man, have you had that situation before? Does that bother you? Do you care one way or the other? I, well, for one, totally don't care. I think (laughs) from my perspective, it's like people like, I don't know, money shouldn't be important. I mean, I know that it is for some people, but to, to kind of not be with someone because they make lots of money. I think that kind of gets more towards like your own insecurities perhaps. Like I won't, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, lump people into a category being like, you're insecure if you don't want to date a woman who makes more money than you. Right. But just kind of asking yourself like, why does that, why would that bother you? And also if you take away just like two people are going on, you know, a date together, one person makes this money, one person makes this money. Um, Like who should pay? It's, I don't know. I think when you start like stripping away, uh, the genders, it kind of makes it sound more ridiculous to me of being like, you know, you're like, right. Why, why did that one person care that that person made more money and doesn't want to see them anymore? Right. But, you know, we start layering on these like gender dynamics and it kind of starts pulling at like our experiences and, you know, per, yeah, personal things. So I think that's why we get into these conundrums of like, should mm. the woman pay? Should the man pay? But, um, yeah, I feel like overall, like everyone should just feel supported and pursuing their careers. And like, I wouldn't say I've always been the breadwinner, but I've always wanted to have like an equal part. Sure. So I've always wanted to contribute like, yeah, just equally. So if someone is, like with the, what you were describing, Ruben, like if someone is paying one time, like I want to offer to pay the next time because I don't want to, for me, it's not comfortable being like always paid for. Yeah. Um, sure. But that being said, if somebody is making more money, it's kind of like a picnic. Like if you, if you can afford the steak and I can only afford the solo cups, then like I probably shouldn't be expected to bring the steak. Cause that would be like a lot of pressure on me. Right. You know? So I think, yeah, I think finances, like they, they do become important and like someone should contribute like equally, but it doesn't have to always be like tit for tat, like money wise. It could also be like you pay more financially. So I will take care of like X, Y, Z. Right. Exactly. So a balance. Yeah. Like a balance. So Anna, what about the flip side of that? Have you ever known women that won't date a guy unless they're making a certain amount of money? Is that like even a thing or is that just something that like <laughs> I hear about? I think it's something more you hear about or I just don't hang out with those people. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know, man. Sometimes like I, I feel like I've seen it in like movies where girls are like, oh my gosh, if he's not making at least a hundred thousand dollars, I'm not going out with him. And like, I was like, I've never met these people. And like, is that something yeah, that are, like some women actually think about? Like, I work at a at oh. a university. I mean, I mean, this is probably a joke, but I've probably, I mean, I've heard a couple students say that they just wanted to be a uh, trophy wife. That was like their their goal in life. Yes. So I don't know yes, how I, much of this know. is actually real. How much of it is like joking or what? I don't know. I was just wondering if you had ever seen or witnessed that firsthand. I, <laughs> that's really funny. I not the people I tend to surround myself with, 
but that's not to say like they've done studies where they show the same like the a picture of the same guy to different people and in one of the papers um like the one of the flyers and that they're showing to uh I think they screen for women, like in this scenario, it was a picture of a, of a man and they're showing it to women and it has like his income and his job title. And like one scenario was like, he was like a CEO making like, you know, a million a year, blah, blah, blah. Then the other paper was the same guy, same picture, the same guy. And he was like an artist, you know, with like a, a range of income because, you know, when you're an artist, like maybe you're preach, you don't yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> And so the, the women in the one group, they, and they asked them to rate them, rate the picture, like on attractive scale from one ten, ten being the highest, one being the lowest. And the one that made, had the higher income was more often rated higher in attractiveness. Everything else being the same, like it was the same guy who I think like normally they had on the rating scale, like around like an eight or whatever. But yeah, women were like, 10, 10, 10, 10, And then when they saw like his other income, they're like, mm, five, six. <laughs> brutal. It was brutal. So I, I, I don't want to say that's not out there. Like, and you guys probably have seen in dating apps. Like if you were to swipe across, like I, I'm very tall. I'm like five, 10 ish. Like if you were, if you were like on an app and you saw someone who was like a certain height, people can like screen for that. You know, someone might swipe over me because they're like, well, she's way too tall. Like, I don't want to date someone taller than me. So, yeah, I mean, these things, like, they exist, unfortunately. They're but all... I don't think they're as important as we make them out to be. Oh, for sure. There are all sorts of, like, these cultural characteristics that I feel like we look for, and it's it's probably not not fair often. It's been ingrained and, you know, put into our head. Actually, I remember dating yeah. a girl one time. I knew her for a really long time, and um, we kind of dated or whatever. I guess it was complicated. But she, uh, she, she, really, she liked me, and so she was like, hey, if you – she made, like, twice as much money as me at the time. And uh, she was like, hey, you know, if, if you ever like if you ever want to marry me, like I'll take care of you. You know, like obviously I would stay home and take care <laughs> of the kids in the house and do all that. But I was like kind of flattered. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty sweet. You know, Yo, what that's I mean? a dream, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I was like, I'll stay home and like record music all day. You know, like that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, obviously, there's a lot lot to do when um, you're not the person working. So um, you're working in the house. So but uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Funny enough. Yeah. I mean, how? Yeah. I was gonna say, funny enough, yeah. Anna and I used to uh, work with somebody that had a forty-point system. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what? What is this? <laughs> oh no! And the worst part about it <laughs> is that well, what is a forty-point system? I've never heard. So, of like, that. you know how like there's a rating scale one to ten? Yeah. So oh, here we go. So, uh, oh, was this really sexist or something? <laughs> well, you know, I, like like she just said, oh, like on oh, a track scale, he was like an eight. Well, we, oh. you know, well, we knew someone who had a 40 point system. And the worst part about it is that we were like, oh my gosh, there's merit behind this system because <laughs> it was like, well, yeah, it was like 10 was for looks, right? Anna, oh, what was it? 10 was for bot 10. The other 10 was personality. I think I thought 20 was for 20. 20 was, per it was 20. Yeah, that was the make or break. That was the make or break one. Yeah, that's right. And the other 10, I think, was like, yeah, just like physical attractiveness. And the worst part is we were like, man, that actually makes a lot of sense. As terrible as it sounds. <laughs> Wait, caveat, we were also we were like early 20s at the time. So, you know, we're, we're still learning. But it was an expansion. It was the first expansion we ever heard to the 1 to 10 rating scale. And the fact that more weight was given to personality was nice. Right. And I'm sure personality. <laughs> but let's not, yeah. yeah, let's not say that we should be. 
Yeah, you think adopting a forty point scale. <laughs> I just thought oh, it was funny. That is pretty oh, funny. so funny. Yeah, I don't even remember. He he did the wonderful service of giving me my forty oh, points, like my my rating on the forty. I don't even remember what it was. But, uh, <laughs> I don't want to remember anyway. Um, Do you? But I think yeah. that's like yeah. If we just instead of having that, just thinking about like what are the the things and the values I want in a partner, like they, you know, what do I value? Right. What what do I want? So like that being the merit is, I think, <laughs> what we're trying to convey. For sure, absolutely. Uh, coming back to to c- kind of communication, where you have two people maybe in a relationship contributing. Uh, <clears throat> do you think that um, men have a particularly more difficult time communicating their feelings, their thoughts than women do, or do you think again it depends on personality? And Anna, we can start with you. I would say that it probably more so just depends. I think I would having like dated men and being a woman, I have experienced like that kind of like feeling like I'm the more open person, but as I've come to, you know, just learn more about myself and shout out to therapy. Um, amen. <laughs> that, amen. That I also like, have been handling my emotions, maybe not in the best way either. So even though I might be emoting more, it actually might not be as like healthy um, because I'm not regulating, I'm not working on regulating them myself. And so I think that puts like a weird, a, its own kind of burden that, that someone who isn't emotional is also putting on like in terms of the relationship. So good point. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Regulating emotions is important as opposed to just, yeah. you know, you know, being vulnerable to the nth degree. It's not, not a bad thing, but also being able to monitor and regulate. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that I have a, a narrow window of experiences because, you know, I've, I've only dated men. So I don't want to lump and say like, Oh yeah. Like I, I find that most men don't, don't have emotions. Oh, <laughs> I don't no, think I have course. a large enough sample size. Of know? course. <laughs> um, I have a story to share too. Ruben, I'll let you continue. Yeah. How about you all? No, go ahead, man. I want to hear your story, Bob. Well, so yeah. <laughs> my ex-girlfriend from two years ago, and again, this it kind of makes sense. Um, I, I'm I grew up in a very open family, so my my mom communicated a lot and said things. So two years ago, I was in a relationship. My girlfriend was was over at the time. She had very strong feelings for me, and I was sort of my feelings were building. So she was, I would say, just a a tad more. I don't know if jealous is probably a strong word, but more sensitive to things that I were I, that I did. Um, she wanted to make sure she wasn't competing with other girls or whatever. Um, but we were boyfriend, girlfriend, we were like sitting in bed together, just kind of chilling or whatever. And then I got up to use the restroom and I brought my phone with me. She was before that. She was fine. We were sitting in bed, talking, having a good time. I got up, went to the bathroom, brought my phone with me to look at cats on Instagram and people <laughs> baking cookies. I don't know, whatever, just like to you know, occupy myself. When I came back, her demeanor was completely different. Like I'd say passive aggressive, just quiet, wasn't talking. Clearly something had changed. So when I came back, I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Whatever, you know, and uh, and like it was really obvious to me something had changed. But I'm like, hey, like, you know, is everything okay? What's going on? And she didn't she didn't share right away. And Anna, that's what we were talking about before, where, you know, you want to create a a safe atmosphere where someone can share their feelings, but they might not be comfortable. So I just started guessing. I was like, well, let me let me try and guess what she's thinking. She has- <laughs> oh, God. oh no. <laughs> no, it was good. So she has the freedom to to tell me what was wrong. And I and I thought I said, mm. I said, was it because I brought my phone into the bathroom? Like, do you do you feel I try to be really sensitive about like, do you, did you are you worried that maybe I'm talking to someone else or something? And she's like, yeah. 
it just kind of bothered me you brought that in there or whatever. It's like, you know, I, I get it. Like you're in a pretty sensitive spot. You don't know how I feel. And so you want to make sure I'm not like, you know, texting a bunch of other girls in the bathroom. Like I got it. And um, after we talked about it, like she was fine, but it helped to sort of guess to bring, bring that feeling out instead of just being, Hey, you're quiet. You need to talk to me. Like you need, you know, instead of me being aggressive about it and antagonistic, I was just trying to foster a safe environment where she could share what she was feeling. And then it was, it was fine. Do you mind if I ask you a little bit more about this? Oh, please go for it. Yeah. From my perspective, like what you're saying about like fostering the space is like super important. Like I think anyone would really appreciate that. And I'm sure that she did, but also like the, just the idea that like, I don't know, you should give people the benefit of the doubt. Like you're bringing your phone to the bathroom. The first thing that someone thinks of is that you're doing something wrong, like jealous or whatever. And then to kind of, close off. I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is from, from my perspective, like having probably done things like this, it's like, Oh, that's my problem to deal with. Like if I have a problem that you're bringing your phone in the bathroom, I got, I have to work on that myself and realize that like, you're probably looking at cats or you're probably doing lots of other things. Or if you actually are texting other girls, like, and you're not telling me that's kind of shitty. And, and again, it probably emanated from the fact that she didn't feel a hundred percent safe with me from the beginning because we knew it was going to end up being a long distance relationship at some point. And so um, I think from the beginning, she had a little bit of insecurity because of the scenario that I laid out of like, Hey, you've got to, you've got to go back home, which is in another country. And we should just be friends when you do that. So I think she already had an insecurity and I knew that. So I had to sort of compensate for it, meaning it wasn't her fault. I think in that situation, I understood why she felt that way and why she thought those things and had those insecurities. So um, it was really more my fault than anything. Do you guys have any examples of miscommunication or where you perceived someone uh, intended a certain meaning by what they said or didn't say that was actually the opposite of what they were intending to communicate through body language or otherwise? Ruben? Oh, man. <laughs> There's a lot. I'm trying to think of like one specific story. I mean, I feel like with texting, that happens a lot. Um Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a very sarcastic person, I feel like, or I I like to joke around a lot. Maybe that doesn't come off as well. So it's probably like a texting related story if I had to try to pinpoint one, but I can't give you a specific one right now. It happens a lot in texting. Anna, what about you? Yes, guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I um in, in a general scenario, which has happened several times it's kind of been where the other person has been like upset or something and I'm trying to like pry and pry and figure it out and like be a mind reader and I'm not getting it right. <laughs> and what I really need to do is realize that, like they, they need space or whatever, but I'm trying to like, I'm like a problem solver. So I'm trying to like, be, like, no, let me help you. Let me do this. And yeah. And I end up like assuming that they're like, Oh no, you're, or it can come out like where it's like, I'm assuming and I'm like, oh, no, you're you're mad. Like, you're definitely mad. And like, you got to tell me kind of like what we were talking about a little bit earlier, that kind of idea in my mind. And I'm trying to like figure it out. And yeah, it does. <laughs> it has not gone over well because the person, even if the person like was actually mad about something, maybe they just like weren't ready to talk about it or like they it wasn't the right time because it's like we're trying to go to work or school or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, definitely misinterpreting or like trying to like force them to talk to me when they just needed the space for a minute to like figure out what was going on. And maybe, maybe I'm not the right person to help them. Like maybe they can tell me, you know, what's going on, but 
you know, you've got lots of people in your life that you lean on. Sometimes it's, it's something for a friend, like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes your friend's perspective is the perspective you need. And I just wanted to be the person to like fill in like all the roles, like, Oh no, like come to me, tell me. Like, uh, like, yeah. That's a yeah. So I've learned, oh, I've learned that lesson. I've, I've said this before, like it's important to like generously interpret what someone else is saying. So um, with the most generosity as possible, because you know, you might, might realize that someone's saying something and it's coming across one way but they 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 might not mean it as harshly or severely as they're as they're saying um so well cool anna thank you yeah yeah totally thank you so much for coming on we'll do a uh, little brief recap and then uh ruben you can take us out so we talked about not assuming that all men and all women think alike everyone is an individual and have their own backgrounds and uh, cultural ideologies that influence the way that they think. Communication is key. It's always important to foster a safe environment for your partner. And there are different preferences for uh, men and women paying for for dates. So, Ruben, you want to take us out from here? Tell us where people can find us online. Yeah, you guys can find us at Guys Who Cry Official on Instagram. Um, and again, keep those DMs coming and reach out to us. We've already had some people reach out about future episodes. One last thing before I send it back to Adam to sign off. Anna, is there anything you want to plug real quick? Uh, just plug it, plug back into your communities, y'all. Like people are doing their best to get by right now. Keep going to those mom and pop shops and support your community. You know, put your Great dollars message. there. Yeah. And guys, <laughs> of course. Listen, listen, listen to guys who cry. Because <laughs> everyone. That's cries. right. Okay. That's the best plug, Anna, <laughs> just to be involved in our community because people are hurting now for sure. So thank you so much. Don't worry, awesome. Anna. We'll send you an autographed copy of the News Journal article. <laughs> Ruben, please, are you? I like frame. <laughs> I like frame. I frame my friends' accomplishments. So like, I'm not even joking. I'm going to hold you to that. I will be expecting. Okay, you know. we'll we'll make it happen. I'll get a nice frame for you and everything. And Adam and I will both sign up. <laughs> That's awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks so much. Thank for having you so me much, on. Anna. Appreciate it was a good time. It. Love the conversation. Yeah. And uh, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Check us out again next week. Check out our Instagram, and everyone be entertained. <laughs>